0: Hey everybody, we got a treat for you. Today we're going to be doing an interview with somebody from eSports in BSU, Boise State University. Now, a lot of this is kind of visual, so if you'd like to see this rather than just listen to it, go to our YouTube at ThreatX3Productions. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Nick from ThreatX3Productions. Here with me today is... Ryan McNamee from Boise State University. Yeah, and we are uh, currently at the Boise State Esports Arena. So we're going to check it out. He's going to give us a tour and kind of give us the uh, rundown of, like, how everything's ran and everything. So super excited. Let's check this out.
1: All right, guys, we're going to head into our Esports Arena. It is sponsored by Game Pants Arena. They're a local business, a uh, local bull, uh, Boise company here. have uh, been super supportive uh, since the beginning of the program excited to show you everything that they've been able to provide for us. So the first room we're gonna show you is what we call our production room. I jokingly call it a fishbowl, because you may walk by and you see the people in there. This is eight 42 inch monitors that we have in there. We uh, under we, we overdid it, uh, but it's awesome that we got this many TVs in here. As you guys can see we have multiple different cameras we have multiple uh video feeds so what we do is we broadcast all our varsity level games live on twitch uh, if you're not familiar with twitch it's a gaming uh streaming platform uh very similar to netflix except it's all gaming related uh, we do stream every one of our varsity matches onto twitch we have different camera angles we'll show you where those are located uh this room has anywhere between four to eight Boise State University students who are volunteering, either they're business majors, communication majors, broadcast majors. Whatever they want to do, they come and volunteer their time and learn how to run a production. Uh, It's eSports, it's regular news, whatever you want, it all works the same. Um, We do have uh, a machine that takes care of all of our replays, so we get everything on YouTube once the channel is offline. Um, So that's basically it. Like I said, I jokingly call it a fishbowl. Anytime you walk by, you'll see students in here. It makes them look like a fishbowl. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna jump into the actual arena aspect of it. This is uh, my, uh, my favorite. Uh, this is, the, like I said, the Game Pants Esports Arena by Boise State University. Uh, this is where all our varsity games are played. Um, as you can try to get the wide shot here, it is a big giant 3,000 square foot room here at Boise State University in downtown Boise. Uh, we have our varsity stays there. That's where all our varsity team plays. Uh, We have the six machines set up to do Overwatch, to do League of Legends, to do Hearthstone, uh, to do Rocket League. Uh, We do have the giant beanbags that you guys are more welcome to sit in anytime you guys come down to come and watch. We have extra couches, we have extra chairs. We do fill up sometimes 60 to 100 people are in here watching the varsity level gameplay. Uh, Right behind me, or right behind you, going this way, is actually, this is where our casters sit. So we actually have in-game casters, professional casters, student casters, that jump into the game, and give you the, the play-by-play, the color commentary um, with any and all games that we broadcast. We try to pair up a professional broadcaster with a student so the student can learn how to do broadcasting, can get their feet wet with it. Um, and it also helps when they, the student graduates, they actually say they have experience. They could say they have hours upon hours of experience. Uh, one of our students who just graduated, uh, named Paul Meyer, he graduated with a four-year degree he, we have, we're able to ca- calculate, he has over 200 hours of casting experience. I equates to about two years of casting experience. Um, so he's got a four year degree with two years experience. It is just completely unheard of, but we're doing great things here at Boise State University. Uh, we're gonna check down over on this side. Uh, we set up some extra computers in this room as well. Uh, so when we do tournaments, uh, we were able to host about 20 to 25 people in here. We have a secondary location that could do another 20. So we could do about a 50 person tournament. We do Overwatch, we do tournaments for everything. Yeah. Overwatch League of Legends, we've done Apex, we've done Fortnite, uh, we've done Rock, Paper, Scissors tournaments. Uh, we've, <laughs> done, we've done Smash <laughs> tournaments. Um, we've done a lot of tournaments down here. Uh, but this is open to that as well. And uh, one of the my favorite features, In this arena, there's so much stuff on this in this arena. But my favorite thing of all time is that our varsity kids, our varsity students, play on the first generation 1986 blue turf. That was the original blue turf football field. We actually lined our stage with it. So we're the only university in the country that did a throwback to their football team. That is the original 1986 blue turf, and our varsity (laughs) kids play on it. That's probably the coolest part. I I think it's the coolest part. Yeah. So as you can see, we have uh, one of our bigger supporters is Omen by HP. They provided us with monitors, keyboards, PCs, mice, mic into... pads, headphones, the works. Um, and then of course, the giveaway, oh, that's a lot of blue. Well, that's... There we uh, go. <laughs> uh, and then of course, GamePants Arena is the one provider of space uh, and a lot of the equipment that you see here as well. Um, so big shout outs to those guys. That's awesome.
0: I think that's a good.
1: All right, so now that we're done with the tour,
0: we're just going to kind of talk with them, figure out, you know, who is this guy
1: and everything. So um, uh, let's kind of start off simple. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I was born in Orange County, California, which uh, if you're not familiar with, it's in Southern California. um, kind of near where Disneyland is at and in, uh, in California. And then I've been out here in Boise for just past my three-year mark. Oh, okay. Of being out here in Boise. What originally bought, brought you here? Was uh, it esports or? I uh, actually got married. Oh, okay. And my wife's family is originally from Nampa, which is a city right outside Boise. And it's, we jokingly say, but it's not a joke, but I say it as a joke, is that part of my requirements to marrying uh, their daughter was to move her to Idaho. <laughs> um, okay. I also had to trade in two sheep and a cow for it too, but <laughs> um, so that was basically what got me out to Idaho. Right. Well that's kinda cool. Oh yeah. I love it out here though. Oh god, yeah. I, know, I, right. I miss Disneyland, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Well and my family, of course. I miss yeah. my parents.
0: <laughs> so um so then how long was it till you started getting into
1: the esports scene and all that? So I was in the esports scene in California for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh started when I was about seventeen years old. I uh, worked for a computer cafe, also known as a computer land center, however you want to word it. Okay. Right. Um in Orange County, called Howie's Game Shack. Um, at the time when I started working for them, we had over 200 computers and nice. over 120 Xboxes. This is back during Xbox One, so the big, big clunker Xbox, mm-hmm. like the before 360s, like the original black Xboxes. Oh, Xbox, like Xbox, like literally yeah. Xbox One. Um, so I had I worked for there. We had Halo One. The most popular game at the time was Battlefield 2. Nice. This is even before World of Warcraft came out. Nice. Um, so I worked there. Uh, from that, I worked there for about seven years. And in between that time, I was able to get connected with a guy named Caleb, uh, who and between Caleb, myself, uh, a guy named Christopher, we call him Tyrant, and a guy named Julian, who now works for Jinx, uh, the Jinx clothing line. He, uh, we decided to start an esports club. Uh, we call it Southern California Esports or SoCal Esports, um, however you want to word it. And they. Basically, our goal from that was just to start doing pub stomps and bar crafts. Oh, nice. And so we just did a bunch of viewing parties for any Riot game, any Blizzard game. Uh, and just doing that uh, led into getting a job with ESL, the Electronic Sports League, which does all the international broadcasts for most video game competitions now. Yeah. They're based in Los Angeles. Started working for them as an admin for their tournaments. Worked my way up, became a community manager for them yeah. uh, from... There, I moved into working for HyperX on their uh, Influencer Specialist program, helping uh, try to contact with Twitch streamers. This is before Mixer. uh, Helping with uh, YouTube streamers. I tried to get them sponsored by HyperX. From there, I worked as a contractor for Blizzard, worked as a contractor for Riot, and then traveled to So what would a
0: contractor do?
1: Uh, So when I was a contractor for Blizzard... I was a team manager. So basically, anytime they hosted a live event, they would invite 64 teams.
0: Right.
1: The game I worked on specifically for them was for World of Warcraft, which is a technically World of Warcraft is 3v3 in the competition scene. But Mm -hmm. there's always a fourth guy as a sub. It's 3v3 in the arena aspect. Oh, okay. Um, But there's always a fourth guy. There's always a fourth sub. So it's actually teams of four. And so what, what happened is that the teams of four and they have 64 teams. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of guys to manage. Right. So they would assign us to manage a handful of teams. So that way they had one person they went to and then I collected everything they needed and then I went to Blizzard. So if something's wrong with their hotel stay, something's wrong with their food voucher, something's wrong with their game, whatever, it wasn't four te- like 64 teams mm-hmm. of four trying to find Blizzard employees. It was right. 64 teams of four finding me and then I found the right person for Blizzard. So it was, it was a nice buffer. So Blizzard could take care of, like, this is for BlizzCon. So Blizzard could take care of BlizzCon and do their thing right. and not get bombarded right. with a lot of stuff that I could easily have handled and didn't mm-hmm. need to bother them. Um, as a contractor for Riot, I just did the uh, refereeing. Hey. So I, if you look at any of the, I think it's called LES now, but when it was originally called LCS, um, I just I was the guy in the referee uniform in the back or some kind of broadcasting in the back. Hmm. Um And then from there, uh, I moved to Idaho. Yeah. And uh, and then I was about a year out here, uh, got met up with uh, Adam McGuire, also known as Cheesy. He's uh, for the local guys out here. He's the 100.3, the X-Rox DJ host. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does casting here at Boise State University for our League of Legends. And he introduced me to Dr. Chris Haskell, who's our head coach here for the varsity program. And I was like, let me volunteer, let me do something, let me just get involved. Right. And so I did that for about eight months, volunteering my time. And uh, it eventually led into a full-time role. So now I am the director of operations here for mm-hmm. the Boise State Esports Program. And I've been here for about nine months before the vo- – uh, nine months officially as an employee, mm-hmm. and then about eight months prior to that as the volunteer. And it's kind of building out this arena, building out the battleground, mm-hmm. and hopefully to expand it by the coming fall semester. Sweet. And it's a basic rundown. I mean, I've done, you know, DreamHack, done BlizzCon, PAX, CES. All right, stop flexing. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Haskell says I do that you a lot. Flexing. i was just like it's. I mean, but I'm, you know, we're we're plus thirty, and you know, I've yeah you know, we've been around, you know, just doing mm-hmm. this for twenty years, coming up on twenty years now. Um, so I've been thankful been to a lot of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, goal is to travel internationally. Yeah, I've yet to leave the country for any sports event, so furthest I've gone is Texas. Yeah. And Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I want I want somewhere a little more scenic. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: so in the collegiate, um, you know, site are there any kind of world
1: tournaments that you get BSU into? So the biggest, it, it's still considered an international tournament. However, it t- takes place in North America. Oh, of course. But is DreamHack? So we have participated in a few DreamHacks. Okay. DreamHack as a whole is an international company. And they travel to about 18 different locations throughout the world uh, in in any given year. And one to sometimes three times a year, they'll come back to the States. Uh, They always come back to Texas, either it's Austin, San Antonio, or Dallas. Mm -hmm. They will always come back to Georgia, and it's always Atlanta. And the third location has changed between being in Denver, Colorado. This year, it's going to be in Montreal, Canada. But they're not doing any games that we could be uh, a part of. Mm. But they do do collegiate tournaments for DreamHack. Do-do. So, do-do. They do-do. <laughs> I love it. Um, we actually participated in a DreamHack Rocket League event for them last year, nice. which we took first place. Nice! Yeah, so we actually have a trophy and our trophy case for that. Oh, we'll have to go see that yeah. afterwards.
0: So um, what would be like, obviously on season, what would be like a typical week for you?
1: Uh, typical week for me is a little different uh, depending on the week, let's say. We, have, we yeah. do have triage coming up in two weeks. But once we start our broadcast, we do about six broadcasts a week um, over the course of the four games that we participate in. Mm-hmm. What we try to do is we do Rock League, followed by League of Legends. Uh, and then Tuesday Wednesday is like Overwatch, Thursdays Hearthstone, stuff like that. Um, so it really is uh, getting the arena, which you guys saw, prepped and ready. Make sure all the computers that are on stage are updated. They have the correct hardware. There's mm-hmm. no issues. All the mics works. The sound works. So when our varsity guys get on stage, they're ready to play. They're not, they're not looking to change settings and right. deal with that. I mean, that it's all, sometimes it only takes 10 minutes, but they need to be focused on the game. They need to be focused right. on their plays, not worrying about if their mics work. So my goal is just to make sure all that's copacetic, uh, make sure our production room is staffed with students, make sure they're trained on what they're doing, uh, make sure our broadcasters have all the correct team information, They know who we're playing against. They know the team comp, potential team comp that they're playing against. Uh, If they're playing against, uh, for example, if they play League of Legends, we want to give them, like, hey, these are their five guys. Uh, You know, you can look on the League of Legends site to figure out their stats, but you could tell, you know, who plays the tank, who plays the DPS, who plays the carry, Mm -hmm. and they could kind of get stats from that. So we're just making sure everything runs smoothly for the show. So depending on the week, it's about a 12 hour day nice yeah it's pretty long
0: oh wow well i mean it is at least something uh, it's the old adage where like if you're doing something you love you know you're not working too much like would you agree with that in this particular sentence well i will always agree
1: especially with you know being a part of esports and being able to finally do it as a somewhat career i guess you could say i mean i've done it in the past this career but like moving to boise, Idaho, not the same as los angeles where there's mm-hmm. esports opportunity on every corner right boise there's one and thankfully it's here. Right. Um, so it, it is awesome. And it's, it's really fun to be a part of it. it. It does get really long. And it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm thankful to be part of the university because we actually get Christmas and like Christmas vacation and summer vacation. Um, so it is nice to actually have a summer off. Um, my summer consisted of building this out and making sure this is golden. And with the help of Dr. Chris Haskell and Dr. Brett Shelton and Jeff Benton, who we all talked to, you all talk to, um, Helping build out this program, doing summer camps, doing training facility training training camps, over the summer and stuff like that. So it was a busy summer, but um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't get to play as much as I really want to, though. Right, yeah, that'd be the one downside. You're you're busy running everything,
0: like you said, making sure everything's updated. You might not get that much chance to actually play.
1: I do get that opportunity to be like, oh, let's update it. Make sure it works. I'm gonna throw in a quick game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just to make sure. Yeah, the buttons work. Okay, we're good. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean,
0: I'm trying to think more questions. I mean, I feel like we've we've covered the gambit or whatever. So it's like, what would you say is like, like the, well, I mean, first off, let's talk about, um, you know, like you said, there's one opportunity here in Boise. So it's like, you're able to build this up and let's say there's two or three now in five, 10 years. But it's like you get that you know badge of accomplishment, that trophy of basically being well. I started this. These other people want to be here if it wasn't for me.
1: Right. So I mean, it's I've only started here for about eight months. The program has been around. you. Yeah. Well, the program. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I totally appreciate it. the program has been around for two years. It definitely started because of Dr. Chris Haskell. He's our head coach. Yeah. Right. And Dr. Brett Shelton. He's our academic advisor, and he helps. Uh, he's basically the co-direct, the co-founder with Dr. Chris Haskell. who's also the co-founder of it. i mean, like, it really started with Haskell. Hmm. I and mean, he loves telling the story. Like, he, you know, he saw his son playing Overwatch and kind of was like, that looks cool. That looks and, cool, Dr. cool. and Dr. Chris Haskell is a, a huge into the arcade scene. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, I think he has 10 vintage arcade machines at his house. Oh, like nice. He, like, he's <laughs> he's been a part of the Penny Arcade, which, not to people be who know this, PAX stands for Penny Arcade Exhibit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's where it originally started. Mm-hmm. The original PAX was like, did you ever see? Oh, crap. What was the movie? Um, is the Adam Sandler movie? Where the the pixel the, pixel yeah do yeah. so you ever remember like he's talking about the, the game competitions like where you see like all the old oh yeah so that is that's PAX that's oh, geez. that's like what PAX used to be that's funny and so Dr Haskell has been a part of that for twenty years now and so when he saw Overwatch and then he like dived into it like just one hundred percent committed into it and I I think I think he said it took him a night like literally one night to be like this needs to happen like we need to esports at mm. Boise State. And then he slowly started pitching it to Dr. Brett Shelton. And it took him about a week. And then Dr. Brett Shelton's like, We need this. And then collectively, since they're both professors here on campus, nice. they were able to get the program going. And it just took off. Like, right. with all the support, it went from a team of 20. Now we have a team of 85. Mm-hmm. Went from uh, the six computers in Dr. Hasker's office to the 24 in the Battleground that you saw, plus the 20 in here. And this arena has only been around for just under... just It's coming up on a year now. Nice. Uh, and then we are, you know, hopefully able to expand this soon, knock on wood, uh, to even have larger... This is 3,000 square feet, and our goal is 10,000. Yeah. Currently, we're the largest in the country, but that's not good enough for us. We want to be the largest in the country. You're the, you're the largest arena? Yeah, largest in the arena for collegiate esports. Oh, collegiate. I'm like... Yeah, no, 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 no <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, for the collegiate, for e-sports, collegiate. I'm yeah, yeah. like, for bro, collegiate e-sports. I just watched
0: DXP. That was right, pretty darn big. Right, right. No, 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 no. So for,
1: well, And a lot of times, too, a lot of universities and all a lot of universities have great programs. Some of them have temporary spaces Right. where they set up for the event and then they tear it down. Like This is permanent. This room is for Boise State esports. That that's battleground cool. you went to, that's a Boise State esports right. battleground. Right that's, that's cool. not moving okay. or not changing at least not yet not knock on wood i mean yeah. if we move it it's a different story but yeah so it, it's nice that i am the first non i'm the first hire in esports for the university dr shelton dr uh, chris haskell were already employees they were already doctor they are already professors and then they started doing esports mm-hmm. i'm the only one that's like my job is esports i don't have to teach thankfully yeah. i'm not a doctor either thankfully <laughs> that's a lot of schooling <laughs> right that's funny.
0: Um, uh, so, I mean, what would you say is your your favorite part about it?
1: Uh, favorite part about it is the being able to talk to students who want to go from high school to college. Um, it is no secret that Idaho has one of the lowest go-on rates in the country. And go-on rate basically means uh, the transition between high school mm-hmm. going into college, right? Uh, that going rate, we're, I think, second lowest state in the country. Wow. That and it's like forty percent. It's not even like a good low. It's yeah. it's a bad low, and it's it's no secret. And there's so many factors into it, and the uh, Idaho Idaho as a state has put a lot of money into trying to improve that going rate. Um, I think it's in the past ten years, they're upwards of a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. um, trying to put, uh, trying to improve that go on rate. From my understanding, last I checked, uh, hasn't improved. It's yeah. still at that forty percent. the The needle did not even move. Hundred million dollars needle didn't move, and so the exciting part about this is that, with having an esports program at a university, not just Boise State, but any university, there's over yeah. two hundred universities now. That have esports programs. To encourage kids to go from high school to college is the biggest and most important thing that we could think of. Mm-hmm. And you wanna to go to college for to get a great education, and you'll get that at, at a lot of different universities, of course, Boise State, you'll get that. But you also wanna be a part of something. You wanna be on a team. You wanna show that you're doing something uh, at your university where it's just being part of a club, being in a, you know, and the cheer club doing the drama performances whatever right you you know, it's nice to be a part of it so having an esports program we could help these kids that you, you know you and i grew up kind of same time like we didn't have this going to college Definitely. like we would have admittedly we would have been made fun of yeah at least at my college yeah. we would have been made fun of for oh you play board games for fun yeah
0: right It's like
1: what yeah like Dude, this is awesome. You know, like, like, oh, like, if you ever hit a critical hit on an
0: orc, dude, just don't even talk to me, bro. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like. Exactly.
1: Like you just, you know, there's, you know, so with this, like, we're actually able to facilitate a varsity program that helps students be able to fill a part of a team. Um, they could represent their school. Their parents could watch from online. Like I said, we broadcast our stuff onto Twitch. And you know, it, it's it's not about going pro. It's not about you know any of that trying to get picked up on a team like we do help them improve we do want them to succeed and have wins and stuff but you ask any of them their most important thing is just being a part of a team like any you ask, we have 84 85 students this this past ending season every one of them like what's your favorite thing i guarantee all of it is being part of a team having something to play with Mm -hmm. you know feeling accepted um Having something to do when they're not in class, right. uh, being broadcasted onto Twitch, all these things—it's like nothing to do with um, you know winning. Like all everyone wants to win—that's natural, you know, natural. Right. But it's nothing to do with that. They win or loss. these kids have a, lo- a great time. Right. And if we could encourage kids to want to go to college, because in the end they're getting a four-year degree, right? Like then, sure, esports—why not? There's no reason why not. Right.
0: Yeah, I can definitely admit, like. If this was something available when I was getting out of college, or when I was getting out of high school, if this is something that was available that was, like, going, yeah, I think I would have gone to college, like, my wife could have been a little bit different, and right. so, yeah, go putting that onto the next, you know, generation is just, like... It's a real cool thing. You know, Uh, I did want to talk real quick or not real quick. It might take a really long time. I ramble. What are we doing? 18 minutes. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Well, I'm just I'm not even sure, like how long I'm allowed to record on my device. So um, but no, one thing I did want to talk about is we kind of talked about it on the walk over here. But like the kind of pressure of, you know, what you guys choose to play. You know, And even then, what do you choose to play like publicly versus not publicly?
1: Right. Uh, so we were talking a little bit earlier, and with the Boise State Varsity program for eSports, we play four games. Uh, League of Legends by the publisher Riot, uh, Overwatch, uh, publisher Blizzard, or Activision, depending, uh, Hearthstone, Riot, and then Rocket League, which is um, Steam, which is, I believe, the company's called Psyche. Psionics, Psionics. Thank you. I knew it was P.Y. something. Um, so with those four games, we are trying to jump into StarCraft 2. Mm. Hopefully we're knocking wood. wood. We're gauging interest. Uh, you'll notice we didn't mention Counter-Strike Go. By far one of the most popular games in the world right now. There is no argument. I don't care what you say about Fortnite. Right. Counter-Strike Go is the most popular. When you look when you look at any uh, ESL program, ESL1, any production company... Mm-hmm. Or any tournament, they're putting CSGO, t- CS:GO tournaments. We purposely try to avoid any shooting game that will be perceived as real life in the sense of they use real life named guns. They mm-hmm. do have verbiage that we try to stay with. From all you know, there's no secret. They have you know, terrorist, counter terrorist, you know, team names, and we just we just want to avoid that. We don't want that conversation ever to be violent. Video, you know, violence causes. Violent video games causes violent people. We don't want that argument. We know it's yeah. not true, and it's not something that we ever want to have a conversation with. So, Right.
0: Like, you and me and anybody who's in it understands that, but especially coming from, like, your perspective, it's not about convincing me. Right. It's not about convincing a gamer. It's about convincing that old guy who wants to give this program money, essentially. Right?
1: right? Yeah, so we don't want to... We just don't want the perceivedness of video games to ever come off negatively. We always right. want to push positively, and that's the truth. I mean, it's not a truth. I'm not lying when I say that. Right. And we all know, and you know, we we'll both agree. Um, but when we're on a university, we are dealing with professors. We're dealing with guys that have been teaching for thirty plus years now. Right. And they're kind of set in their ways. You know, video games may not be as serious to them as it is to us. And that's fine. That's totally okay. Not everyone has to like video games. Not everyone has to like football. Not everyone likes to has like volleyball, etc. But it, we don't want them to be discouraged because they have a perceivedness of the game that's going to be something negative. So we always want to play something positive. Uh, Overwatch is a first-person shooter game, as you know, that's no secret. Um, but in the end, in the basic of what Overwatch is, it's a monkey with a laser beam attached to his arm, chasing a hamster and a mechanical ball <laughs> while a uh, witch basically chases with a broom that he- is healing you. Like, right. that's not really first person shooter in my mind. Right. Um, so that's like the most shooting type, You know, and there's no real life weapons. There's nothing that you could replicate in real life. Obviously you can't replicate a monkey with a laser beam. Uh, so those- Challenge kind of- accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I have Planet of the Apes. Um, So it's, we just try to, you know, we want to avoid that. We do have an eSports club that consists of about 300 students. They can play whatever they want. We don't broadcast their games. They could play Counter-Strike. They could play Smash. They could play Siege. We just try to, whatever games we're part of on the varsity program, we broadcast onto Twitch, and we keep everything teen. We don't want any mature-rated games. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that means we don't do Halo as well. And we're slowly trying to get into Halo, uh, because I love Halo, and I think Halo 6, knock on wood is going to be the returning game for 343 so i'll be excited if that if and when tashi i'm calling you out if and when that comes out right yeah tashi's like the big community manager for for
0: 343 oh is he yeah
1: he's like the head guy oh yeah yeah he's like the mike morham almost of blizzard like mike morham the the founder of blizzard oh okay like (laughs) that that level of like celebrity oh is like that in the halo scene gotcha okay man yeah it's it's so
0: interesting as far as like um like I knew of there being tournaments and everything here in Boise and I knew that but it's like I what brought me to you guys was literally a tweet from dr. Haskell yeah and it was. It was the one where you probably saw. It was the one where you took a picture of the goat in the back of the truck. Yes. And he was all like, "It's things like this that remind." Or I've been in esports for so long, I forget that I'm in Idaho. Right, right, something like that. And I'm like, "Huh?" And then that kind of like sparked me, like, "Oh yeah, there's esports here." Right. You know, because it's definitely something like I knew. Right. But it's not something like being in a different world of like, oh, I'm a podcaster, so it's like I'm trying to pay pay attention to like the bigger picture. Right. It's really cool to just kind of. Go down to the local and just see what's going on here, and like to see this is like really kind of eye opening for me. It's just like ah, this is right here, right. and it's really cool to just be a part of this, even just like tangentially through you, right. you know, and just like kind of see how it's going. And so, like, I encourage you if, if you guys have a college in your area, like try to look it up, you know, because like for instance, your tournaments are open to the public, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, like, check out your local area, figure out if there's any, you know, local tournaments or whatever. Some of them um, now, some of them do you open up to the public to, like, play as well? In terms of what, the tournament?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, tournaments are open to the public. Any tournament that we run, um, it's open to the public, depending on the location, either going to be here at the Esports Arena Mm -hmm. or on campus at the battleground. Um, But every tournament we do is open to the public. Uh, Some are free, some are pay. Uh, But the ones that are paid, we do offer a prize pool. Nice. Yeah, we just try to help out any way we can. Um, We do have a big tournament coming up. Uh, This is actually going to be put on by the uh, Idaho Army National Guard. (gasps) Uh, So it's going to be a free 3v3 Overwatch tournament. Uh, So we're going to max that 16 teams, round robin, and the top eight teams come down here and play on the stage. All of it's going to be broadcasted. All of it's going to have casters. Nice. Um. So that's got to be the end of August on August twenty fourth, um. And that's all over our website, our Twitter, our Facebook, and all that stuff. But um. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That should be a lot of fun. Um. And it's going to be cool to see what teams come out. Uh. We reached out to a lot of the local high schools. There's about three high schools locally in the area that have esports teams now.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah. I didn't even
1: know that. Yeah, yeah. Um. And we actually host the Idaho, uh, esports championships, Thanks. the high school esports championships every nice. year. Nice. Um, And so we get about 100 to 150 schools come out that participate in that.
0: I mean, something like that has to be really good for uh, parents, you know, because like parents of the kids nowadays, it could go either one of two ways. It could either go they understand and they could see it. Or they're old enough where it's just like, I don't understand it. You're going to play video games for a living? No, not in my house right. or something like that. So having it so that you can actually have the high school level go in, then you would like, Mom, come watch me compete. Right. You know, let me show you like how this is. And just being there and being able to like see your son, like, you know, make that goal in Rocket League or right, something, right, you right. can like get excited about him be like, okay, I want my son to go to college for this. Right.
1: Yeah, and the one thing that I love doing the most, and when I was in California, I, I gave a lot of talks. Um, got invited to universities to give talks on the transition between high school to college, and specifically for me being a, you know, a player because mm-hmm. I played StarCraft professionally at one point. Um, transitioning to that into career, and I always explain that you can come to college and get a degree in whatever degree you feel comfortable with getting a degree in, and you want to do it. And if you want to apply, you find a way to make it esports related. Mm-hmm. For example, every esports organization, whether it's a team, a university, a program, whatever, they all need accountings. We all need someone that deals with money. I don't. I'm. True, yeah. I don't deal with our money. We have a gal that does it because mm. she's really good with money. She, when she got a degree in accounting, probably never thought in a million years she'd handle esports money. Right. But in the end, it's it's the same as any other business. Right. So because, like you
0: said, that one guy had. You know, he was getting into communication. He right. wanted to be a news anchor, right? But he graduated, four-year degree and two hundred hours of experience,
1: right? And now he can go to pretty much he got, anything. Yeah, I think he, he got, got something. Oh, he got like six job offers. Nice, and big companies too, uh, mostly in Los, mostly in Los Angeles, um, but. Course, yeah. They send all our people to live here, but then they just take yeah. all our. Well, I mean, it's you know, <laughs> when you when you look at the pay difference, you know, in Los Angeles, Los Angeles looks pretty awesome, but uh, but he like he yeah, so like, he's got the experience, and he casually was into video games. He wasn't right. super into it. Like he knows he wasn't it. Hardcore. He wasn't looking into the patch notes or anything. Right. Like right. Uh, okay. And so when he started casting, he dove dove into it. He's like one of our Hearthstone experts now. Nice. And. He doesn't. He plays the game, but he doesn't sit there for forty hours a week playing the game. He mm. plays for a couple hours here and there. Gets the knowledge he needs when he jumps on a broadcast, and it's like that kind of stuff. You can take a career and apply to esports, or apply esports to any career. And it's like you know, like I was mentioning with our accounting, every team needs the, a finance advisor. If you want to be in human resource, every team needs an HR department. Like a graphics design, a media, a video producer. We have a photographer that uh, is getting a degree in photography and film. Doesn't care about video games. Right. But he likes the events. The lights look cool. The The atmosphere is awesome. So he loves to come down and take video and does ph- photography for us. And he's getting so much hands-on experience. And he's only a sophomore. And I know, I think I have, like, almost a 1,000 photos, like, this guy's done. Like, he's got, his portfolio is massive now. Right. And it's not just going out and taking a picture of a tree or a car. It's, like, <laughs> he's actually getting, like, live-action shots right. that are impossible to get. Because A, sometimes you have to have a media license. It would be you can't go to an event, like it's a live concert. Here, since he's a student, he could walk in here and take as many photos as he wants. So you, you could take the career, whatever you want to do, in a, and just run with it with the career. You don't have to play the video game religiously. Uh, the pro scene is a different conversation. If the kid wants to get into pro, the pro scene with it, um, then that's when you start reaching out to have pay for coaching and figure out exactly what he wants to do with it and the realistic aspect of you know, start small, go big, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the secondary conversations I always have is kids want to get really big on Twitch and YouTube and mixer that one. I'm like that one. I can, there's nothing I can tell you to do. You just have to do it. Like, I can't just give you a, mm-hmm. a, a follow these steps and you'd be successful. It's like every person is successful for a different reason. Sure. Um, and some people are successful because they switch to mixer, right? <laughs> I'm looking at you, Ninja, but, um, and, that, and that's great. You know, if, if people want to go to, I, I personally, I'm partnered on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I love Twitch. They've taken great care of me. I have, if people leave for whatever, you know, disagreements they have with Twitch, that's on them. I, I follow the rules. I don't have much problems with it. I, you know, play StarCraft on it. So it's not like I, you know, much of a falling to begin with. But mm-hmm. um so there's just so many different career avenues you could take that is that it's related to gaming, but they don't have to sit there and that, the that that's and I think that's where when I talk to the parents, I think that's where they their mindset goes when, oh I want to you know do esports for a career. They instantly think sitting on a computer for forty hours a day mm-hmm. or forty hours a week. And I'm like, eh to be honest, like I have a career in esports. I'm partnered onto Twitch, I play on a professional Star- Starcraft team. I maybe play 10 hours a week. No, wow, yeah, maybe. Like I have a daughter. Like you know, it's like I just, like I just maybe. <laughs> so it's not, you know, it's it's a little different. And one thing that um, we're kind of going backwards on it. That anytime if a kid wants to come to Boise State to play on our varsity team, first thing I tell the parents, two point five average grade point or two point five grade point average to be on the team, and they only get to play for twenty hours a week. That's we limit them. Like we control what they play and how often oh, wow. they play and their grades. Wow. So. And we don't want them miss class. We don't want them miss tests. They, if we have a practice, but they have class, they go to class. They do not get special privileges or treatment. Nice. Like we are strict because in the end, the goal is to get them to graduate. Mm-hmm. In the end, that's all that matters. Right. Um, and we don't want them to risk it for any reason. Mm-hmm. And knock on wood, the three, or, this is actually going to be, it's technically third year. Um, because school years is, is split between two years because mm-hmm. school is weird. Um, uh, so this is our third school year that the program has been around, and we have yet to have any kid ever have a problem with grades, with attendance, uh, with not graduating, with any of that. Um, most of our kids' average is 3.0 or higher GPAs. Yeah. Like our ki- the kids on our teams are smart, and they're not just gaming-related degrees. Like There's right. communication majors, marketing majors, bioengineers, scientists. Like These guys that want to go off to law, Like there's a lot of great – Uh, classes that these kids are taking that most don't have the desire to go pro they want a degree and they want to get as many wins as they can and be all on the varsity stage and broadcast Mm -hmm. onto twitch and they love it and get to travel and you know why not yeah that's so cool though because yeah i mean i that is obviously the biggest misconception
0: is just like what it all entails or whatever and like you know being able to like look at everything and figure out like like the ins and outs or whatever, it's just like really eye opening. Yeah. Because I mean, even like even just like watching the latest like EXP for
1: for Apex right. or
0: whatever, it's like oh yeah, oh yeah, they just go into arena and start playing a video right. game. Or whatever. It's so easy to just be like, not realize how much in the background has to happen. Right. I mean, and then it's cool from a collegiate point of view because yeah, being able to help out people, that's just like. That's just the best part. You right. Know? So we talked about what you like about it. What do you not like about
1: it? Not being able to play. Ah, yes. Uh, that's the biggest thing is not being able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the, this, the the maintenance on the computers, we have 60 computers total throughout the campus that are under the eSports program. So there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, about 10 minutes before you showed up, all this was empty. Oh, okay. Because you had the carpets cleaned. And so then I had to move everything back oh damn um so it just <laughs> yeah and as you guys saw on the tour it just all oh, the beanbags the couches the chairs was not here um so it's that kind of stuff that i don't want to say hate or you know dislike it's just like when you think about esports you don't think about moving couches right it's but it's tedious but stuff. it's in the end there's yeah. so much back and stuff that like you're mentioning that a lot of people just don't realize that you have to do like setting up 20 computers mm-hmm. yeah that's gaming related kind of but being on your hands and knees, setting up TVs or setting up the monitors, plugging yeah. them in, wrapping mm-hmm. the wires, plugging the keyboards, mice, keyboard, uh, keyboard, mice, headsets, Ethernet, running the lines, tethering the lines down—it's a couple hours, and you're sweating, and you're hurt, and you're done. You're like, esports. <laughs> I am a, fa- I'm, I I am a interior designer for esports. <laughs> That's gonna be my new title. That's funny. Uh, we do have tryouts; will be posted on the website soon. So if you are a Boise State student. I believe the requirement is 12 credits, but I may be wrong. Uh, Dr. Chris Haskell, he's currently enjoying some much-needed vacation. Uh, so he'll be back next week. Uh, feel free to reach out to him. I believe the minimum requirements is 12 credits, but I could be mistaken. Um, and then you could try out League of Legends, Overwatch, Rocket League, Hearthstone. Uh, we're adding Starcraft 2, Starcraft 2, as in TWO, not 2 um, just want to make sure that we're not not doing StarCraft one. Um, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's StarCraft two. Okay. Not not not, at, not well. also T W O TWO 2 And uh, you know we're gonna have three days of tryouts for multiple games. Um, if you don't want to try out or if you're just an average fan, our Overwatch tournament August twenty fourth. It's completely free to sign up. It's three v three. If you don't want to sign up, you want to come watch. It'll be here in here all day. Uh, broadcasted live onto Twitch, Boise State University, of course. And then uh, our first opening season match is against Florida State, and that is September 7th, playing all three games. Four games. Three games. We're not doing hearthstone with them. Um, But that will be uh, all week. So I'm super excited. The arena is open for anyone that wants to come check it out. It's on uh, 301 South Capitol Boulevard across the street from the Grove Hotel. I know where everything's at in Idaho based off food. (laughs) So don't give me street directions. Just tell me where the food's at. So it's right next to the Panda Express, the Trader Joe's, and the Chipotle off of Front and Capital. (laughs) Nice. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, it's, you know, our website has all the information you need. Twitter, Facebook, reach out to me personally, whatever is needed. Um, But space is open and free to the public.
0: Nice. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to check in one last time before we wrap this one up. Thank you so much to BSU and Ryan for having us there, for showing us everything and just kind of seeing what's happening here in my hometown, Boise at the Boise State University. Now I said it in the video, but also if you're from Boise or the surrounding areas, you can come down, it's open to everybody. You can look at it, you know, you can look at their website, which I'll have in the description, look at what events are coming up and just basically, you know, come down and have some fun. But if you're not from the Boise area, obviously this might not mean that much to you. However, there are plenty of colleges out there. There are plenty of programs out there. So even though this is my personal hometown and I'm just kind of sitting here going, hoorah, make sure check out your local college, kind of look up some information about it and see if there's some esports. If you want to get involved in any way, like go and check it out. And maybe you can help out in some way or you can just donate and kind of turn your passion for games and community and try to help it out so make sure check out your local colleges check out your state's college figure out if they have an esport and see if there's anything you can do as far as you know just going out and hanging out showing your you know video game and school spirit and just you know try to see if it's happening in your town so I had so much fun thank you Ryan once again for showing me everything and you know it was really awesome, and it was really eye-opening situation. I hope to, you know, help out in my community and figure out if there's something I can do. I can't wait. Thank you for watching this episode, and thank you for listening to this episode. If this is something that you would like to see, go to our YouTube at ThreadX3 Productions, where you can see the arena, where you can see me and Ryan chatting. You know, so much fun. Thank you so much. All right, we're done.